Share our passion for life on 657 AM. 657 AM. The search continues for top quality South African Christian music. If you are a new artist or releasing a new CD, then send it to Radio Pulpit. For more information, please visit the Radio Pulpit website. That's www.radiopulpit.co.za. Or phone us during office hours, 012-334-1200. Radio Pulpit, your daily companion. It is uh, 10 after 7. Good evening and welcome to it. Uh, Thursday Live is the name of the program with me, Godfrey uh, This is the second hour of our program. It started at 6 and uh, uh, we're going all the way until 8 uh, this evening. I hope all is well with you. And uh, thank you once again for, ju- for cho- tuning in and uh, choosing us on this beautiful, beautiful um, Thursday evening. I promise you that we'll be having a former Kids Chiefs player uh, his name is Fabian McCarthy. He's with us on the line, and they'll be telling us uh, about uh, uh, how to handle fame. How to uh, handle fame? That's what we will be uh, talking about. Interestingly, I, I happened because I socialize a lot with uh, sports people, so I was at. Uh, a camp. I'm going to talk about that team, but uh, they were saying to me now that, you know, uh, Kaiser Chiefs and Orlando Pirates, but more especially Kaiser Chiefs, is the famous team um, in, in, in South Africa. So they were saying to me, these are the officials of the team that I'm talking about, although I'm not going to mention the names there. They were saying, you know, at Chiefs, um, you, you are well known because you are playing for Chiefs, but our players are not well known. Yeah, I'm like, wow. So, yeah, so now I understand where this uh, comes from because you can come across one of our team members, even though they're doing well on the, on, on, in the league, but you won't even be able to recognize them. But this one's because they play for this team called KZ Chiefs. They are well-known. They become famous and all that. So we are joined by Mr. Fabian McCarthy. Mr. McCarthy, uh, good evening and welcome to Radio Puppet. Uh, good evening, Godfrey, and good evening to your your listeners. It was a pleasure uh, meeting you last week, Thursday. I don't know. I know that I didn't introduce uh, myself to you properly, but uh, I did greet you there uh, when you were with uh, uh, um, Brian Baloui at Fortosa uh, Foundation launch. It was a pleasure meeting you guys there. No, no. Likewise, my brother. Yeah. Uh, Tell us about yourself. Who is Fabian McCarthy? We want to know more about you. Where were you born, my brother? Um, I was bro- born on the northwest uh, in a small uh, dorpy uh, called uh, Freiburg, uh, you know, in the northwest. It used to be part of Northern Cape uh, back then, but now it's falling under the northwest. So it's just in between uh, Mafikeng and uh, Kimberley. So that's where... I was born some uh, 40 something years ago <laughs> and uh, the rest of my family are all still based in in, in Freiburg. All right. And uh, how did you start playing uh, soccer and how did you end up at Kaiser Chiefs? Uh look, my journey started obviously at school, you know, when I got to high school, I think back then it was then at 5. Um, and I went for trials with the with the senior team, and uh, I found myself making the team of twenty um, on a trip to go play in Kuruman uh, for the senior school's uh, uh, team in a in a tournament. And um, 
Uh, I started each and every game. I played well. I I had the most assists. And according to the coach, my, he's unfortunately is late now a teacher, which was a coach. He was a maths teacher at high school. He's, he's late now. May so rest in peace. And um, he said to me, I was player of the tournament. I had a good game. Um, I had the most assist in obviously getting the guys to score goals. And I, I, I never played as a defender back then in my amateur days. I played as uh, as a midfielder, either center or right-hand side. But then uh, that's where the journey started. I changed my subjects. I, I did science. I did maths uh, in standard eight then. Um, I changed to, you know, geography, uh, bio- biology, history, uh, you know, that's more or less your study subjects where I could just make sure every day I get out and train for, for, for two hours, you know, being it with, uh, with my local team back uh, at home in Freiburg, which was called Anderlecht uh, FC. It's a team that was formed uh, through my uncles, but then we were all cousins. Uh, it was like a family team, you know, it was myself. I had two, two elder brothers that was there. There was cousins of mine. There were also three brothers. You know, there were two uncles that were still playing, that were very young um, brothers here. But we were all related, uh, being cousins, either first or second cousins, or uncles that are still playing with with, with us also. There wasn't uh, that time age groups where you can play now under 11, under 12, under 13, under 14. It was only the senior team. And, you know, for, for, for so many years, uh, I was the youngest player in the team. Uh, I haven't really played that much. I was always on the bench, but I was always the one first at training and last to leave training, you know, making sure, collecting the balls, making sure the balls, are equipment, everything are in order before the training starts. And when the training ends, then, you know, the youngest ones have to run around, collect all the equipment and stuff and making sure you getting it back uh, to our coach's house uh, safe. And that was the responsibility uh, on mine. But fast forward then, um, I was selected for the national under-20 team in 1995. I was still doing my matric. And I never traveled with a team to Mauritius or played the games because it was during my final year of exams. And then my mother decided that I'm not going to go. I must finish my matric then, standard 10, which is grade 12 now. And, you know, my mother played a big role in organizing trials for me at Bloemfontein Celtics in 1997. But between 1995 and 1997, I was on trial. I trialed at Jomo Cosmos. I trialed at Orlando Pirates. I trialed at uh, Kaiser Chiefs. So, yeah, two years of the journey was there to trial and and see if I can make it and track it. In 1997, I spent the week in at, at Bloemfontein Celtics, and uh, the rest is history. That's why um, I think we are talking about you know the my soccer career. The fame. so that's where you started uh, professionally at uh, Bloemfontein Celtics. Yeah, yeah, you know, uh, then Ndate uh, Mulimela is also late. May soul rest in peace. He gave me the opportunity. He signed me. There was people that believed in me. And unfortunately, the coach that signed me then, uh, Peter Nyama, he was from Zimbabwe. He's also late now. May soul rest in peace. 
And then there was a manager from Warrington. His name was Bering Kolwane. He is also late, unfortunately. He so also rest in peace. So, so that's where my journey started, 1997, with Bloomfontein Celtics, Panabanta Temulimela, Masoko Lara. Siwele uh, handle fame now uh, getting back to the topic how did you handle fame when you first uh, uh, you know see or started playing in the uh, I mean on the professional level I mean we know very well how big um, uh, Bluefontaine Celtic was and one of the uh, respected and the feared teams on in, in our leagues today and uh, how was it like once the, you you started playing there? Let's let's maybe start with uh, the day you started. Look, obviously, when uh, I signed the, the contract, um, I didn't even ask what was my salary going to be, uh, if I'm going to get signing on fee and what. And I didn't even wait for the transport to fetch me in town because I was staying with two of my own boys, my friends, two brothers that were studying in Bloemfontein. Uh, that year, I stayed with them when I was on trial at Celtics, and I made my way to to the, the office of Bloemfontein Celtics. It was still in in Mangawung at Untatemulimela's um, hotel. There was the offices, and the driver went to 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 fetch me. You know, that time there wasn't cell phones or anything. Uh, my mother had to send the fax and just kind of give a a, a, a small summary of. I play. I made an under twenty team, and I'm I'm so tall, and you know this is my ability. I play as a defender, or I play as a as a midfielder, and everything that. And then the the old man in the office, which is called Praise, uh, correspond with my mother. Just, via just to interrupt you, there, I'm giggling now in the studio to say, guy, you guys are really tall, hey? <laughs> you and Brian, <laughs> my word. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know what? Actually, actually, Brian is quite tall, and other guys. <laughs> I, I wish I could have been just about two meters. You know, then <laughs> that would have been ideal height to to even make it in Europe. But nonetheless, I, I don't regret any mm. any any time of my career, and I just wanted to play football for the love of it and yeah. for the love of the game. Um, I didn't see myself uh, even till today. I told people I'm not a celebrity. Mm-hmm. I'm a role model. I'm coming from a small place. Uh, I, I trialed for two years, and when I got the opportunity to sign professional, mm. uh, I think I played for 16 years in the PSL, yeah. and I'm, I'm so grateful and mm. I'm so thankful. Yeah. And I must say, also my family yeah. and where I'm coming from, uh, there's, there's those people that keep me humble. Let's go back to your story. We, we, we want to hear that story, how it ended. They came and collect you there, so what happened after that? Look, uh, yeah, he was sent to fetch me, and that Monday, that Sunday morning, uh, Monday morning, I got a lift from Freiburg to Kimberley with the guys that were working there, and I took the train, the old train, you know, that one where you, uh, they say, take my car, you look at each other, there's no compartment or what, it's just open. I, I caught the train, I think, six o'clock in Kimberley. I arrived in Bloom, I think, just after eight, half past eight, and then from getting off, the station i took a taxi to mangaung straight to the the celtics offices and uh, i walked in 
I had my clearance in the hand and I said to, to Braes, he was then handling the matters at Celtics, I said, no, I'm ready to sign. You know, and um, obviously I signed. I didn't play immediately. It took me about, I think, between like six months to start breaking into the team, get used to it. But then for that six months, uh, I, I was just staying at home. You know, my friends were saying, let's go out. Let's go here. You know, there were students at that time, varsity guys and, and technical guys. I said to myself, but guys, I'm here to play football and I haven't started playing yet. Now I must go out and, and, and people, you tell people that I'm playing for Celtics, but they don't see me playing uh, when Celtics are playing or, you know, um, I'm, I'm good with it. I mean, for, for that six months, uh, I think the sacrifice I took is to say that I'm here to play football. I'm here to start on a, on the right note, on the right path, and obviously, you know, it it it, it paid off very well. That, that's uh, a, that's, watching, that, that's discipline was, there. My brother, I was watching SABC one, two, three, ETV. I know the programs. Come Friday evening at six up until Sunday night at nine or ten. I know each and every program on on the TV because that time you know there was no DSTV or or, or that. I was just watching SDBC and I would watch soccer. Mm. I would sit in the guys go out. I would watch TV, you know, flipping through the channels Friday night, Saturday night for, for, for six months. And the day I got the opportunity to play, it was against Orlando Pirates, um, I think in September. Uh, I'm not sure if I'm correct with the date. It was on the 15th. It mm. was uh, on a Wednesday evening. I came on the last 30 minutes as a substitute. And then I just saw my mentor, which is from Plugsdorp, uh, uh Mark Apples. I just heard the whistle and I looked back into the stand and there he was waving uh, with two, three of my friends mm. from Plugsdorp and he drove all the well, way. Were you, were you not nervous what? when you played uh, against uh, uh, Pirates? Didn't you feel like they were just throwing you in the deep end? No, no, no. I think I was already. Remember, I had trials at on, at Pirates in 1996. Okay. Just after they won that African Cup of uh, the Cup, mm. and then when Mark Fish left for Italy, I went to, to Pirates for trials for about two to three weeks. When Victor Bondarenko just joined Orlando Pirates, I can still clearly remember. I still have a picture of that to say that I don't know for some reason why they never signed me. So it was that thing to say, okay, let me put everything in it and show mm. them that maybe they made a mistake by not signing <laughs> me and just do, you know, yeah. my best for Celtics because I wanted to be a starter in the team. And mm. then I came on. Unfortunately, we lost the game 1-0. And um, I think that was the start for, for, for of my soccer career mm. in, in the PSL. Which was not bad. How long did you stay at uh, Bloemfontein Celtics? Uh, I stayed there from 1997 up until the, the after the Olympics, um, the Sydney 2000 Olympics, and then I went to Cyprus on loan for six months just before the Olympics. But then I only stayed like two, two or three months, and then I I, I came back. I went, came back to Celtics after the Olympics. There was no real offers from Europe. Um, and I wanted to continue playing for Celtics and stay, but then uh, Ntati Molimela said that, look, uh, we have to sell you. We we need the cash, and we want to see the team going on. And, and, and you know, that time, as a player, you were entitled to get 10% of 
your your transfer fee okay. from the one team to the another. And then um, I think I just had an agent, which was Mike McCup. Mm. He was the only agent I used uh, my whole professional career. I think I was with him for 12 years. Um, and when he mentioned it to me and said, I said to him, look, uh, if the old man gives me his blessings, a handshake and a hug and a smile the same way when he signed me, I don't want anything of the 10%. They can keep it. The team needs it. As long as I have his blessings, I, I'll move on. Wow. And uh, I, I then think, I think the old man decided between Pirate Sundowns and, and the Kaiser Chiefs. He settled for, for Mumbledore Sundowns and I said, wherever he wants me to go to, I will go and I will make sure I fight for my place and I, and I work hard and I obviously represent, uh, you know, the Celtics name, my family and, 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 and the fans and then uh, myself. Hmm. So from from Bloemfontein Celtics, you went to Mamelodi Sundowns? I went to Mamelodi Sundowns, yes. Uh, hmm. By then, the, the Chickler family was in charge. Okay. Uh, we lost in the Champions League final, I think 2001 in hmm. Egypt. Yeah, you know, so I'm still sitting with a bronze medal. So when Sundowns eventually won it, I was like celebrating with them because I knew what it what it take to took from us okay. that time to get there. Mm. And the journey in Africa wasn't that easy. But, you know, there was a whole lot of things happening. There was no TV allowed. There was no cameras allowed. Mm. People treat you, make you feel like now you you really away from home. Um, and that, and you know, when those, those mind games that they played on you guys, and they still listen, do. Yeah. Listen, my brother, it's not mind games. That's real games. They show you to say that there's no mercy. Here. <laughs> okay. You know, you stay, you stay in the, in 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 a hotel. You on the tenth floor. The lift is not working the whole week before the game. Yeah. Immediately after the game, the lift start working, and they book you all on on the last floor. You know, so so all those things that we had to go through. Mm. You know, there's no training field where you can go train. They don't allow you in the stadium. People on the streets are mocking you. They're showing you, mm. hey, you yeah. this weekend. No. You know, all those type of things. No, and uh, Africa is uh, not doing well on the World Cup level. You know, because yeah, of you, such. See, mm. you see, that's the thing. Because as as fellow Africans, we mm. treat each other as as strangers, yeah. or Europeans or stuff, but. Yeah. Uh, that's that's how the game is. I mean, every every country mm. wants to 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 be on top, and they competing yeah. with uh, mm. be- Because of time, Fabian, I think uh, I'm going to have to ask uh, talk to Jose that uh, maybe you come back next week if he allows us to. Because no there's problem. a lot there's a lot that we and really it, need to hear. Time, my brother. Yeah, we yeah. I mean, we just stop now at Celtics and at and, and at Sundown. Yeah, I mean the journey continue. Kaiser Chiefs is obviously where. My football history is where I can say people call me a legend of Kaiser Chiefs. You know, I played for Swallows. I played for Marisburg United. I retired at the Pumalanga Black Aces. Okay. You know, so, yeah. Mm-hmm. Anytime, my brother. I I mean, yeah. it's good to share these things with, with, with you guys and yeah. anytime. And yeah. again, to educate youngsters, more especially those who want to be a successful soccer players like you guys. We'll talk more about that, Morris. And again, about those who uh, were not as disciplined as you guys are or were and end up ruining their wonderful careers there because of uh, the peer pressures and, and, and what have you. I think we really need to have part two of this. But Mr. McCarthy, thank you once again for your time. All the best. What are you doing now? 
thanks, Godfrey. I'm working as a soccer analyst at uh, Supersport. I'm okay. doing the Multiplayer Foundation League All and right. then the Disney Challenge, the Under-23 League. Fantastic. Thank you very much. That's uh, uh, Mr. Fabian McCarthy on Radio Puppetio Daily Companion. It has just gone... Uh, Half past seven on your daily companion. Thank you once again. Yeah, these are uh, some of the stories that we need to hear. And of course, uh, if possible, uh, share them with your, your kids and also encourage them to be uh, disciplined. Because I looked at these guys' um, lives. I mean, yeah, after, after fame, now they have to ask for the minello and and all, all that or their lives are wasted like it's not all of them who are like this though i've I've heard of stories of the former you know successful uh, soccer players who are now like a big pardon and not doing well i mean uh, their lives the life i mean life itself is showing them flames they lost everything and now giddy yeah yeah, So we need stories like this. I believe uh, it's something that you have to be intentional about to say, this is the life that I choose. Uh, no miracle along the way. I'm going to be disciplined. Uh, I remember I was sharing this with my boys, that guys, you have to decide. You have to be intentional and say, I'm, I want this. And therefore, I'm going to choose friends who will help me achieve what I want to achieve. And I was saying to them, you can't just, if you want to go to uh, Cape Town or maybe Johannesburg and take a wrong route and thinking that one way or the other, you land where you are going. So you go with the people that are taking you to where you don't want to go. And for some reasons, only known to you, you think that you will end up being where you want to be. It doesn't work like that. You have to be intentional. You have to be disciplined. You have to tell yourself, I want to become successful. Therefore, I'm going to read. I'm going to work hard. And I'm going to associate myself with people with who have similar visions. So, yeah, it's, it's interesting. And I'm glad that at least we can pay, play a little role in advancing and helping uh, people. Perhaps next time it can be about the finances. I mean, some of those who have been earning a lot of money, I don't know about their salaries, those guys, how much they take home every every month. But uh, come the end of their careers, some of them have got nothing to show off all the money that they used to earn. So that also we need to talk about that. Instead of us just talking about it without really getting to you know, the nitty-gritties of it all. So we really need to uh, talk about these things and see how we can be able to, to help. Perhaps as uh, your daily companion, we can venture into those uh, um, spaces and offer some form of help and advice, even if it means that we wish we work and we use uh, these guys as, as a, a vehicle uh, to help. Uh, the youngsters that are already making it and uh, who cannot even handle a uh, fame for that matter. Many people across South Africa are being blessed and encouraged by the Radio Pulpit devotional magazine, The Word for Today. This publication places the gospel of Jesus Christ in the hands of more than 100,000 people every day, inspiring every person, from the professional businessman to the needy person who lives on the streets. 
Each edition contains daily scripture-based devotionals and inspiring articles to help you grow spiritually. The booklet is given with the compliments of Radio Pulpit, but your donation, large or small, will help us to print the next edition and continue being the hope of the gospel to a world in desperate need. The Word for Today. Get yours today on 012-334-1200 or subscribe online at www.radiopulpit.co.za. Radio Pulpit, your daily companion.